Hello, this is Masa Jati. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. This episode is called, Don't Worry, Be Happy. We're going to be focusing on Exponential Intelligence's definition of real happiness. What is it? Uh, how you can find your happiness in your own self. How to be happy no matter where you are in life. Uh, the power of happiness. The Moss work for you uh, this week will be whatever makes you happy. We'll break it down into detail. And that's part of the meta-healing as well. So uh, as a note on the meta-healing, and it is a more advanced meta-healing, so people who are more in touch or have been with me for a little bit, uh, they'll actually start to see, say, the frequencies of what creates happiness, not just in themselves, but uh, in other people as well. And then it goes back to the moss work uh, where we break it down in detail, uh, what happened to you to get happy and so on. So we'll talk more about that, but uh, I'm excited to give uh, my guest here, Crystal Fambrini. Crystal, how are you? Great. Hi, Moss. I'm feeling happy right now, I think. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Be happy. <laughs> okay, I won't worry about it. I'll just accept the happiness. Yeah. So what does that mean? I know Don't Worry, Be Happy is a popular song, and mm-hmm. it's a popular saying. People say it all the time. But right. how does worrying affect happiness? Uh, you know, people actually try to, like, shy away, right, from from worry, sadness, fear, uh, and all that, all those other, say, negative emotions uh, from what I'm seeing and from what I've studied. Uh, you know, in, 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 in the EI's definition or exponential intelligence definition is that happiness doesn't come from the outside, so you don't have to, say, pull away from it. It's really a part of you. It's kind of like a, another appendage, if you will. That happiness is always with you no matter where you are. Uh, and I'm not saying no matter where you are, you're happy. You know, if you see somebody dying or something like that, you're happy. But actually, uh, it's a part of you that never goes away. Um, it, it's uh, if you measured it in frequencies, you know, most people jump all over the board. But this, uh, uh, again, you're just a stable, content individual overall. That's what happiness means. Yeah, and you start to enjoy, say, all the other emotions uh, much better as well without the distortion of, say, those emotions. Uh, But EI's definition, just to go into it further, is that uh, the happiness is comes from inside. It's like a well that brings forth or springs forth uh, that happiness. Uh, It's nothing that you need outside of yourself, although you start attracting things that make you happy. Uh, Most people's definition is that they're searching or pursuing happiness outside of themselves, mm-hmm. you know, a good mate, uh, money or, or whatever, uh, that might be out there. I'm sure. Do you hear this a lot? Like do a lot of your clients and your, um, private sessions and your workshops, do a lot of people ask you about happiness? Uh, in, in some respect, yes, uh, they do. Sometimes they go, Moss, I just want to be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, well, what does that mean? Right. You know? Right. Uh, and then most people, they think, uh, again, that something physical is going to make them happy. And, you know, we spend all our lives, you know, trying to, you know, pursue whatever we think is uh, making us happy. And sadly to say, from what I've seen, a lot of people, uh, they don't say when they die, they're a little lost. They're not happy when they cross over. Actually, that should be um, a fantastic event as people cross over. It should be a happy event for those people crossing over. A celebration, honoring yes. them, you mean? 
Well, it might be tough for the individuals depending on the culture that you're in. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if you're losing somebody, I'm not saying, hey, you know, be happy. But if that's your culture, that's fantastic. Some cultures actually, you know, celebrate. Uh, but the individual themselves, mm-hmm. when they're really connected, they're not afraid of going uh, across. And I do help people do that. Uh, they actually enjoy at a spirit level. It's like a little child if you've ever seen somebody who's, you know, acknowledges that transition they it's like a little child they just beam as they cross over like a day or two before it's quite amazing to see and then they cross over in pure happiness which allows them to clean the slate actually and start fresh so you what you said about happiness being like a well inside you mm-hmm. does everyone have this access to this well inside of us is is just oh, whether of course it's always there uh just like anything else uh, you're always abundant. You're always complete. You know, you're always a wealthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm talking about financial wealth or relationship wealth, anything like that. Uh, yes, all that does come in from within you. There's nothing outside of yourself that you need, really. So, you know, you hear this question a lot. Happiness is a choice or is happiness a choice? And then the people have statements that say, yes, happiness is a choice. Choose happiness. Mm-hmm. Do you right. believe in that? Uh, not at all. I really don't. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. there are so many components on on why happiness isn't a choice. You know, most of the time when people say happiness is a choice is because uh, those individuals who coin that phrase are probably, say, happy mm-hmm. individuals naturally. So mm-hmm. they just think it naturally comes to them. Just like me, when I started getting my abilities, I thought like everybody had these abilities. Then I soon found out it's like, well, not a lot of people have my abilities. Uh, same thing with happiness. Those people, they think, well, you just choose to be happy. Uh, that's not the case. There's a lot of, say, chemical mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, distortions, distractions uh, in individuals. Some, are nat- some people are naturally born uh, chemically imbalanced, so it's a little harder for them. So that's like the physical you know, wall that people hit, uh, which can be easily fixed with you know, certain foods, uh, hopefully, for a lot of people. And then some people, you know, there's a there's a background just like, um, you know, a hereditary of, say, depression, anxiety, and so on uh, that comes from generation to generation, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's other, you know, experiences or past life experiences, anything like that, that, that that just gives them, say, that state or the set of lenses that they look through life where they can't be happy, no matter how hard they try. So, you know, those kind of expressions is really like a slap in the face. It's, it's kind of like saying, you know, uh, you know, your heart attack that you have, you know, it's just a choice. It's really not. Uh, you know, it is, say, a physical component that people feel, mm-hmm. you know, just like a heart attack or diabetes or anything. Uh, being not happy, uh, again, that's, uh, that's something that comes down the pipes as well. Uh, but the nice thing is, you know, in this meta healing and the this podcast, we're going to be talking about how you can say unearth uh, that mine of happiness that's always there inside you, but it's just been covered up. Is gratitude the same thing as happiness, or is gratitude kind of like the seed to to, to happiness? I don't know if we did a podcast on gratitude. If we haven't, I think we I think we did. Um, I think it's out there, but no, I don't believe in gratitude at all uh, either. Uh, it, it could be, but you know, uh, again, you know, some people, they can have the nicest things in life mm-hmm. and they're not happy. You know, why is that? 
Is that because of the things in life? And, you know, that goes back to a deeper question is, are things going to actually make you happy? Mm -hmm. Um, You're in the Hollywood scene. Mm -hmm. You're still in, you know, you see all the people, right? Mm -hmm. But people who aren't in the Hollywood scene, right? They see all those people uh, and they go, God, they must be like super happy. Mm -hmm. Um, What's that one song? Uh, Money for nothing and the chicks for free. God. Uh, dire straits is dire straits you know it's like gosh i wish i could be one of them you know mm-hmm. i feel it eh. uh and you know ta- working in or working on people like that a lot of them are just like say common or normal people uh they still have uh unhappiness issues uh, although you might think their whole life they should be happy they've got the money they've mm-hmm. got the success they've got the fame they've got everything that they need it's like well you know they're spoiled then why aren't they happy right So you don't believe that happiness is a choice, but you do believe that happiness is inside of all of us. Of course. Uh, Even Einstein stated that as well. There is no free will. uh, And that's part of, again, no free will. And we can get into that in another podcast, I think. Uh, That's a whole new subject that I might have. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And And then also, will you share about, we talked about this the other day, about the woman you worked on who said she wanted to be happy and you helped her. Yeah. (laughs) That was such a freaky deal. And, you know, I'm like a scientist, you know, I study all these people. So this woman, she came, she came to my office and, uh, she said, Moss, I just want to be happy, you know, and I'm going, well, that's, you know, that's a great request. Uh, and I was, you know, and, and I was thinking, well, why not? You know, being happy is kind of cool. So I worked on her and it stuck with her. She actually became happy. Right? Mm-hmm. And so that's not the surprising part because, you know, I can edit people's like issues, things like that. Uh, but what happened, uh, like about two months later, she came back and she was really, really happy still. She goes, Moss, I can't stand this anymore. No matter what happens to me. I am happy. Uh, she went to you know her uh, her daughter's wedding, and she was she wanted to cry, but she couldn't. You know, uh, she wanted to enjoy you know the tears of you know being happy. Uh, she somebody died in her family, and she was happy about it. You know, because uh, she basically she couldn't feel any other emotion. She was happy like twenty four seven, and you think that's a good thing, but well. Uh, for her, and I think for many other people, uh, it's it's uh, it's not enjoyable. You know, uh, it really isn't. You don't get to enjoy the happiness because you're happy all the time. Does that sound kind of strange to you? A little bit, yeah, yeah. You'd think if you were happy all the time, you'd just be in pure bliss and everything would be fantastic. But that gets old, yeah. or it gets frustrating. That feeling. Well. You know, let's go deeper on that question. You think if everything was perfect, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, what happens when everything is perfect? You know, like I've I've got lots of kids. When everything is perfect, what do they do? They rile each other up just to get create some excitement. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so it's not uh, again. It's not the physical aspect, but then also, you know, look at man. If everything was perfect, we wouldn't go anywhere. We mm-hmm. wouldn't have invented all the things that um, made us unhappy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That pursuit of happiness or the pursuit of creation, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, wouldn't be there if we were, say, completely happy would be in spirit level, actually. 
Uh, and then one main reason why we're here in physical form is, uh, again, to reconnect at such a high level, spirit level, if you will, uh, heaven on earth. But how do you get there? Is to start to note, say, all the details uh, or the shortcomings mm-hmm. right? and work up to that happiness. So what happened with, your, with this woman client? After about two months, <laughs> uh, again, you know, you think that's the perfect pill. It's, uh, again, it's really not. You get sick of it, guys. Uh, trust me. And it's not just her. It's a few other people as well. Um, anyway, I, I switched her back and I got her, say, more uh, a deep happiness. And, and that's not just like being emotionally happy. And maybe we should break that down too. There's like emotional happiness, you know, Mm -hmm. like a physical happiness that we're talking about. And that's, say, what this woman felt. Just a physical, like body type happiness where Mm -hmm. she was like always smiling uh, no matter what happened. Okay, Uh, The EI, the exponential intelligence definition, again, is that happiness where your spirit is awakened. Uh, your spirit is awakened and it's happy because it's content. You're, say, connected so well uh, that it, well, it's get, getting everything that spirit needs. And what it needs most is you to be in tune, uh, totally awakened. Okay, and that's how you connect really deep. Uh, so once your spirit is happy, you know, uh, that completeness that wells up inside you, mm-hmm. uh, again, there's tons of benefits for that, you know, health wise. Um, you know, obviously happiness cures a lot of issues. Um, but anyway, that's an internal happiness, which is not dependent on your emotional happiness. Did that make sense? Yes, mm-hmm. it does make sense. Yeah. And your internal happiness allows you to still feel other emotions. Yes. Uh, and it actually accentuates the other emotions. So if you're going to cry uh, you actually enjoy the moment that you're crying because you're so into it, um, uh, you know. And uh, and I know uh, again, it might sound strange, um, you know. Or if you're fearful, you know, at the time you might not enjoy it because you're completely in the moment. But then later on, it's like a more expansive, more color, like rich um, emotional experience of any other emotion that you have. Even even like seeing death. You know, the, uh, it, it's not like it's a happy space. You know, I saw a guy crush his skull on a paramotoring accident that we were in. Anyway, wow. uh, you know, and I saw him die in mm-hmm. front of me and time stood still. And although it was a horrific experience, you know, this, this um, is it, like time stood still and the completeness and the joy that was there and actually the love that you feel at that moment, no matter what's happening, it transcends you way beyond, say, what's happening at that moment. And you start to understand the real meaning of what that experience is about, what that death space is about. And that's happened to me in my near-death experiences, by the way. So for people that may be listening to this, that this this podcast, the title, Don't Worry, Be Happy, really resonates with them because right. they're desperately searching for happiness and they just keep right. feeling unfulfilled and they know they're not happy, but they know that they can get there. What do you recommend yes. people what to do? You know, just thinking about that, part of the meta healing, uh, again, is starting to break down the components of what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. But then also maybe we could go deeper into, say, the meta healing and actually go or backtrack 
on, say, the actual cause of why you're not happy and remove that for people as well. Oh, wow. Uh, I think that'd be, you know, more beneficial. That way, um, because again, you know, if you remove, say, that component, you naturally become happy. Or if you remove the component that holds you from, say, being wealthy, you naturally become wealthy. It's nothing that I have to instill in you. Uh, again, it's everything is deep in, deep inside you. It's just like where where is it buried? You know, where did it get lost? So maybe we could do that in the meta healing as well. Go back. So meta healing is one form, or right. is the form that you recommend to help you right. find yourself yes. and reconnect with your spirit. Mm-hmm. And then, what about? Do you believe in antidepressant pills? Um, I do at some level. Mm-hmm. Yes, if you're chemically imbalanced, then yes. Uh, sadly to say though, a lot of those antidepressants, um, you know, people get distorted for a lot of reasons. And, you know, one of the main reasons that I see is they're not completely connected to time. So they don't understand themselves. So they get lost. Uh, they're easily say pulled away, especially people who have people who have uh, near death experiences. Mm-hmm. They don't reconnect. They get uh, a little distorted in time. And that really say distorts you and makes you spacey, if you will, or, mm-hmm. Uh, again, because it's a dying experience when you're not connected completely. And for those people who are new, uh, again, it's a, it's a higher subject. But uh, when you come back in, for example, a near death or like a frightful experience or something like that, uh, you don't really connect. So it's just kind of a blurry space in between. Uh, you're tethered to each other, you know, mm-hmm. your spirit and body, but you're just not completely, say, on focus. Mm-hmm. And you feel lost. Um, so antidepressants, the sad thing about that is that if you are, say, that person that's like that, you take antidepressants, well, that helps you disconnect from time even more. So that's why you need more and more antidepressants uh, or, say, some other form of antidepressant and so on and so on. So mm-hmm. uh, it exasperates subject. But for those people who are, say, chemically, really chemically imbalanced, it's a physical issue, uh, then I think antidepressants, you know, are fantastic. But uh, again, people have to be aware of where or why issues, you know, are there. Um, You know, and and that's why, you know, just I've worked on hundreds and hundreds of people that have gone to psychologists or psychotherapists or whatever. You know, they've gone there for 10, 20, 30 years, maybe longer. You know, they have a couple sessions, you know, with me and they get off their antidepressants. Again, guys, I'm not a doctor. I'm not saying, you know, you should take get off your meds or whatever. Mm-hmm. But again, that's what's happened. What, what are your feelings on expectations and how is that connected with happiness? Uh, expectations are fantastic to have. Hmm. Uh, again, it's kind of a goal setting deal. But the best way to have expectations is to, say, create them because you're a goal setting machine. Mm-hmm. And that's what your physical brain here is really about. Uh, you set your goal or you set your expectations and then you forget about it. You know, mm-hmm. that's the way I deal with expectations because, uh, again, you have to have a vision. And that's what we're here for. Uh, but most people get caught up in their expectations. You know, mm-hmm. they break it down, they break it. Okay, it's like, uh, you know, in six months I'm going to do this. Uh, and every day, you know, they break it down and I have to do this, I have to do this. And, you know, they get, uh, they get straddled into a position that the free form or the power of your spirit doesn't come into you uh, to aid you in that expectation or uh, accomplishing that expectation or goal. Uh, And then they get depressed when they don't reach the expectations instead of learning from it. 
And a lot of times, you know, one of the powerful quotes you have is notice what you notice. Yes. And how is that? That sounds like that's also connected to happiness, being aware of where your feelings are coming from and how that can, how you're connected with them. Exactly. Exactly. Notice what you notice. Um, a lot of things like happen to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everything, look at your daily life. You know, you think you drive to work, you know, but where's your mind when you're driving to work? You're not present. Well, most of, most of the people here are under hypnosis, really. And that's why they're not happy. So what do they do? They, uh, after work, you know, they get drunk or, you know, they smoke pot or whatever it is. And again, I'm not uh, against any of that, if that helps you out. But for most people, it's a downward spiral when that happens. You know, they're always looking for something physical to make them happy uh, because they're hypnotized. Okay? So notice what you notice actually brings you back to if you are driving to work, you know, notice the details of yourself, you know, being in the car. Um, just that will make you happy because why does it make you happy? It's not because you're richer or you're, you know, better relationships. I mean, although that's a side effect, it's because your spirit is coming in and enjoying that experience with you. And that's that internal happiness, that well that starts opening up. It's really as simple as that. Uh, it. Yeah, it's your spirit. Once it comes in, guys, just by little things like that. You know, if you're scrubbing the floors, and by the way, one of the one of the happiest people, according to statistics, I don't know how they measured it, but it was people who did mundane jobs. You know, they just enjoyed life. So uh, it was it was a toll collector, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they interviewed him. It's like, well, why are you happy? I mean, he was just. You know, he just had that ability just to be happy naturally because he was connected. I mean, he'd be happy no matter what he's doing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the benefit or the power of, power of that is once you're happy, you're com- more complete. Once you're more complete, well, you become richer. For him, you know, money or anything like that didn't matter to him. He's happy. But for other people who want like a Porsche every month or, you know, whatever it is, um, those things will start coming into you. Right? And uh, maybe we should talk about that as well kind of comes to mind is that <clears throat> they did a study mm-hmm. uh, again that they that said that some of the poorer countries in the world uh are the happiest people have you heard of that yes study? yes i've heard that a lot yeah yeah so what do people do they give up their money and they go live in these countries and yeah they're probably happier but do you have to give up everything mm-hmm. you know to be happy no not really uh you know the reason why they're happy People think it's because, well, it's the money, mm-hmm. you know, that's distracting them, right? Mm-hmm. Or the technology that's distracting them, and it could be. Um, but, you know, those individuals, they're in nature all the time, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they're in the moment all the time because when you're in nature, what happens? Uh, you know, your pheromones go up, your chemicals are more balanced and so on. Uh, so you start to be more present. You start to be more in the moment, it's not about really the money. You know, if you had the m- money and the technology and, you know, you enjoyed life, you were in nature uh, a lot and you were, most importantly, say present because you have to be present, uh, you'd enjoy any place. It's really not about, say, money factors. Right. You know, there's a lot of people, uh, a lot of poor people. Mm-hmm. Why aren't they happy? Um, right. There's a lot of people, uh, poor people in, uh, in, in the U.S. That are happy. That aren't happy. That aren't happy. Yeah, exactly. 
And there, I mean, I'm not saying um, there's not poor people that are happy, but there are a lot of poor people. If money was a factor, I'm just saying, you know, why isn't everybody who's poor happy? Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. You know? So. Right. In other countries, the in poor countries, they're yeah. happy. But in America, that's not necessarily true. It doesn't correlate. Or, yeah. Or other, there's, uh, you know, other poor countries that people aren't happy. Mm-hmm. So, so again, it's not, say, the wealth there. It's not, the money is not, say, the evil uh, mm-hmm. that makes you unhappy. Mm-hmm. You know, when you said nature, um, which sounds so, it's true. I was... I was thinking of things that I enjoy throughout the day or throughout the week. And, you know, the moments that I enjoy is like tonight or earlier tonight, I got to Mm -hmm. watch the sunset and I really love watching the sunset on a daily basis or watching the sunrise and that's being in nature. Yes. So why does that make you happy? Why does, uh, you know, a star three million miles away, uh, that goes down and, you know, has a round color. Um, you know, can't you create that somewhere else? And would it have the same effect on you? Probably not. Right. Right. But, but if you break it down into components, it's like, well, why does that make you happy? Or what is like watching or having a pet make you happy? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, uh, again, the, the pet or, you know, the star or, you know, the beach or whatever it is. Uh, the reason being though is, is uh, 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 is that those things that are out there for you are so in the present moment, it absorbs, say, your lack of attention. So mm-hmm. you start becoming present in the moment, right? So I have babies. They're so cute. What do they do? They bring you into the present moment, right? The sunset brings you into the present moment um, because, again, it is so powerful of an event. Mm-hmm. And it's almost addicting. Beautiful. And the power of meditation, you know, there's been studies yes. and we have talked about this before in other podcasts on mm-hmm. our meta healing podcast um, yes. about how the power of meditation after a certain number of weeks, after a few months meditating is shown to change, you know, your brain makeup and yes. produce chemicals in your body that help you essentially become more whole or they just change your, True. your brain waves. That is absolutely true. Yeah, they they say that um, you know when people meditate, they think their your brain calms down mm-hmm. uh, or quiets down. Actually, no. In meditation, your brain is very very active. Right. <laughs> you know why is that? Because you're in the present moment. You're focused in on the now and excites like every say cell structure that you have. Uh, it really rejoices uh, again because your spirit comes in. Uh, the meta healing that we do is mm-hmm. really, you know, a meditation on steroids. So instead of taking like five, six weeks, people like most people actually feel it, you know, the first time they have a meta healing with us. Mm-hmm. So will you explain the moss work to us? Uh, yeah, the moss work is really kind of changed since we've been talking <laughs> and since fine. I've been tapping into the group. Yeah, the moss work is whatever makes you happy. Okay? So you're going to be like a scientist. Mm-hmm. Okay. Imagine yourself a scientist uh, and then start to note what makes you happy. And, and, and most people will think, you know, most people will think, well, you know, having a cup of coffee, you know, that's, that's what made me happy. Not really true. I mean, yes, that, you know, that's a scenario or it could make you happy, 
but you know, start to break down, say, the subconscious levels. And I know it's like, well, how do I do that? Start to be aware of, say, what happens or start to be aware of when something happened, say, uh, the preceding event that happened before that at an internal level. And that's why I say the meta-healing is a little more advanced for those people who are more into it. I'm not saying you have to, say, you know, be a, a meta-healer. Some of you who are new and are connected at a deeper level, you'll start to see, say, the components or frequencies uh, that create that happiness of having a cup of coffee or whatever it is that makes you say, um, well, happy at, say, the underlying component. Did that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Would you explain, like, would you give us an example from your life if you were to make that list of, of something that makes you happy, the, <clears throat> the um, root of it, I guess? You know, I'm just happy. <laughs> I, it's nothing like physical that really makes me happy. I could just be um, in a dilapidated house somewhere and just like enjoy, you know, uh, and that's really the key. You can get to that point. Uh, do you have to have that dilapidated house? No, not really. Yeah, I could be in, you know, a huge mansion and be happy. Uh, again, it's that internal working. So nothing really, really makes me happy. And, the, and that's why the moss work is so important is allows you just to say, start opening up that well that's inside you. It mm-hmm. just naturally makes you happy no matter what happens to you or where you are, which brings in that abundance that you're looking for. Right. Right. And that's really what it's about. I think that's what people will discover. I kind of had an aha moment as you're explaining it and I don't want to, to give it away because I think it's important that people do the moss work so they have that aha moment as well for themselves on discovering happiness inside them. Right. Um, you know, and, and people go, sometimes, you know, when people go, well, Moss, what do you want to do? And I go, I don't care you know, because I'm not really, I'm interested in everything. Mm-hmm. You know, everything makes me happy. So sometimes it's like, I seem like wishy-washy. It's like, well, do you want to do this? <laughs> sure. You know, do you want to do this? Oh, sure. You know, I'm kind of like that Yes Man movie. Oh, who's, mm-hmm. who's that guy? Uh, um, I think it was called Yes Man, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. So uh, Jim Carrey. Yeah. Yes. So damn funny. <laughs> uh, I would suggest watching that movie and being a yes man for a while <laughs> as well. That's it's a great so idea. Fantastic. I love that. Just say yes. See what happens. Exactly. See where it's, life it's takes so you. So funny. Uh, shall we start? Yes. Or the meta healing. Again, people who are more in touch will probably feel it uh, more. Um, but either way. It'll still work on you, uh, but again, some people see frequencies or details or feelings or sight a little better than others. It uh, doesn't mean that you'll never be able to. A lot of people who haven't eventually do with what we do. Uh, and then also, we'll add on another thing is we'll go back to the component that's, say, blocking that happiness from you, So, which might be like a chemical imbalance. It might be uh, your, you know, dead relative living inside you or whatever it is that's there for you. So you can see and then we'll help you dislodge it as well. All right. That's all good. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and get started. Guys. All right. Just had to tap in for just a second. Again, sitting, standing, lying down. Being comfortable. If you're new, if you can, uh, actually stand up i'd highly recommend it just to break free from whatever uh that's bound you 
Let's go ahead and take a nice deep breath in. Inhaling through the nose. And then holding it for a second or two. And then exhaling, letting go through the mouth. As you slowly let go, just noticing that chest, releasing, relaxing, perhaps feeling a little heavier. Your shoulders start to relax, so the muscles of the arms start to let go. Your limbs get heavier. Your arms, your legs. With every breath, you might feel in a heaviness. It feels secure. The point where you almost can't move your arms, your legs, even if you tried. Another deep breath in. Wondering how many other people are on this podcast? What large number? What creates that strength? Strength in numbers, which allows us to go further, faster, opens up that well of happiness for us. And another breath in again, inhaling through the nose, holding it for a second or two. And exhaling, letting go. Asking ourselves, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? And what we're going to do is noting your breath. And always inhaling through the nose this time, even at your personal breath. It does release chemicals the way that make you happy. Just noting where you are. Right here, right now. Whether your mind wanders, no matter what else you're thinking about, Coming into noticing your neck, your shoulders, position of your arms, position of your fingers, and while you pay attention to your body, Working on you at a core level. There's a couple different groups. One, those individuals who are naturally happy. So going back in time or that origination point on the frequencies that generate that happiness, where did that come in? 
for those individuals who aren't naturally happy. Again, going back in time. To that origination point, <clears throat> no matter what it is, or the cause. And no matter what it is, whether it's chemical issues, uh, hereditary issues, an experience in this lifetime, previous lifetimes, whatever it might be. Pull that in the forefront or in your mind's eye. We'll count up to four. Actually count down from four down to zero. And it should work for most of you. Here we go. Let's go ahead and take a nice deep breath in again from the nose. Holding it for a second or two. Exhaling four. Exhale, three. And just noticing in your mind's eye that screen in front, two. And one. Again, just looking at the screen in your mind's eye as we go to zero. Notice what pops up. Might be a memory from this lifetime. Might be a memory that's not yours. There's a chemical imbalance. You'll notice that. It's a frequency issue by at spirit level. Again, you'll notice that. Mm. It's going to let you be for a few minutes as I continue to work on you. Breath in.
Go ahead and take a nice deep breath in. <clears throat> Again, just note where you are. And throughout the coming days, for those people who are more open, you'll probably start to see, say, the underlying frequencies uh, that generate a happiness, not only in yourself, uh, in other people. And maybe in another podcast, we can show you how to, say, copy those frequencies and put them into you so they start generating in you for being on the podcast i'll see you next time